Welcome back to another episode of the Younger Days Podcast, where we create space for honest and vulnerable conversations. We're your hosts, Fuka and Milena, and we're excited to have you on this journey. If you like having deep talks with friends, you're in the right place. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. We have microphones now, so hopefully... The audio will be a lot better, and thank you for sticking with us during the times when our audio was very scratchy. Mercury was in retrograde for a while, so now it's out of retrograde. I think no planets are in retrograde until April or end of April, so that means that things should be going smoother, and um, maybe goals that you've been working on or things that you've wanted to happen might happen faster now so that's a good thing it's exciting to hear more movement yeah I feel like I've been feeling a little stuck recently and yeah me too just like in a very like routine type of lifestyle right now where I just wake up go to work it's a day-to-day grind that's come rough and go to sleep yeah and a lot of my friends are also going through the post-grad blues yeah I haven't heard of that yeah, the post-grad blues. I think it's like, it makes sense. It's like when you've graduated college, it's a transitional time in your life where mm-hmm. you might still be figuring out what you want to do in yeah. life or maybe you know what where you want to go, but uh, it takes some work to get there. Exactly. Anything interesting going on for you right now? Um, I'm looking for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Currently unemployed. Um but I'm hopeful. It is kind of like, even though I'm unemployed, I'm still stressed every day. Yeah. Um, constantly applying to different jobs and I've had different interviews to no avail, unfortunately. So I definitely relate to mm-hmm. like just the everyday grind, same thing day mm-hmm. in, day out. But, you know, I don't want my life to look like this forever. And I know what I'm working towards. So I just yeah. kind of have to have my, my eye on the goal. Yeah, it's great. Eyes on the goal, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I work in the healthcare setting, and I feel like recently, just working in a hospital, um, I've been feeling, like, very unmotivated recently, Mm. just because of how difficult hospitals are in, like, staffing and patient ratios, and we have a lot of work. I'm seeing any of the hospitals, so it's just, like, the grind is real. Yeah. And it's difficult. Yeah. So staying motivated and excited and looking forward to hopefully applying to PA school this year. It's, yeah. It's exciting. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. Yeah. I know you've talked with me about working in the medical field and how it takes a toll um, when sometimes your patients who aren't doing too well, they could end up passing away. Right. Exactly. And during the pandemic, I think that was one of the hardest things was, um, you know, learning how to grieve Mm -hmm. and just losing a lot of my patients at the nursing home. And they were like grandparents to me. Like I've come to know them for about three years and I would see them every time I come home and that would be really hard. Yeah. I think segues into our topic that we wanted to discuss. It's a bit deep, I think it's it's a little heavy. A little heavy, yeah. But I feel like I've been wanting to share more vulnerable aspects of my life recently and things that I've gone through in hopes that I can help 
people and I hope you're on your own healing journey. I hope that I can relate to you and give you some hope that that they're that you'll make it out. So we're talking about grief today. We want to talk about our personal experiences with grief, um, what we've learned in terms of um, how to deal with grief, but also looking more into spirituality and Mm -hmm. kind of learning about what possibly could happen to us when we die. Yeah. Where do we go? What do we see? What do we do? I know. It's (laughs) it's very perplexing. Um, Honestly, I really didn't think about it. Uh, much when I was younger like like oh we have our whole lives to live like why would I really care about where we go after we die like that's not something I am worried about right now but then I experienced the loss of my boyfriend of three years um and he passed away in 2020 which was during the pandemic so it was incredibly difficult I didn't really know how to navigate that when it happened Um, Just to give a little background, my boyfriend did um, pass away when he was 20 years old in 2020. And this was a difficult time for me because it was after we got sent home from college and had to do online school and we were able to see each other. And I was working front lines where I also got covid a month before he passed away so I wasn't able to see him much before he passed but I remember I think the week before he passed away we went on a really nice hike and it was outdoors so we could like social distance um and it was just very memorable we talked about our futures and memories of like high school and yeah, we were high school sweethearts and we did long distance during uh, college. So yeah, um, I was excited, a little excited that we got sent home because that would mean like being closer to him. But yeah, that was a very difficult day when he passed. And I remember thinking I didn't know how I was going to get through it, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I would recover from it. Like, like, just in that instance, I said, there's no way that I would be able to get over it. Yeah, and I, you know, I remember knowing that I couldn't do much to help. I mean, he was part of our friend group. We were all, um, we all went to high school together, so it was hard on all of us, but of course, the hardest, I think, on you as his girlfriend. And I remember finding a book on, it was, it was about spirituality. I knew that you weren't super spiritual to begin with, but um, I have just a lot of background in being familiar with uh, spiritual topics, I think, especially when it has to do with like spirits and the idea Mm -hmm. of some sort of essence of ourselves being able to move on to a different sort of existence after this existence. And so I gave you a book about that. And that was when you kind of opened your mind to, to different possibilities. Cause I think it, it helped you kind of deal with the idea of losing someone. Yeah. I think I was just so distraught 
that I didn't really know. I just like didn't know what happens after yeah. you pass. And I have never been attached to religion. I wasn't religious growing up. So I felt like I was kind of navigating something that I've never really learned about before. And my family isn't religious either. So it wasn't like I could go to them. And I really wanted answers on what happens after you pass. And just knowing that he was like, everyone kept saying like, he's in a better place. He's in a better place. And I'm like, what, what is, is this place? better place? <laughs> I want to learn. About right. It. And I was like, is there really a better place yeah. than with me? <laughs> <laughs> like selfishly, I'm like, is he really that happy? Yeah. <laughs> is he really at peace? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I really, I was desperate for answers and that's why I, Melena and I had like really deep conversations and talks about spirituality and when she gave me this book, it was by Sylvia Brown, who is a psychic. I was like, you're out of your mind. Like, a psychic? That's insane. <laughs> you know, I thought that it might be helpful because, like I said, I grew up hearing a lot about um, the idea of, like, spirits. And um, I have a couple of family members who are psychic. And so um, growing up hearing stories about, you know, just being able to get in contact with past loved ones, I think um, it's a comforting idea for me that, um, again, like the people that we love, even though we've lost them in this existence, and we don't get to see them every day in like our 3D reality, they've moved on to a different form of existence. And I think that's comforting to know that, you know, after we pass, it's not, it's not over. It's not over. And it's reassuring to know that one day we'll see him again. Yeah. Um, we do want to give a disclaimer and say that this is only our experiences and we're not trying to convert you or lecture you at all or try to convince you of anything. Everyone is on their own path and, you guys can decide what you want to believe. But yeah, I um, I think that I was skeptical at first about this whole spirituality because I am a science girl. Like I'm a science major. I love the facts and the data and I'm like, show me the evidence, right? So believing that there is this existence after you pass away is like something so hard to wrap my mind around. Like I it was so complex to me. Yeah. Um, so I did so much research because I, I love researching. <laughs> and there's so many people that have talked about having near-death experiences yes. and going through this, like, I don't know, this, like, tunnel or this light. Yeah. And they would have a vision where a lot of them had, like, very similar visions. I was going to say, it's, it's interesting. Like, if you want, if you're more science-oriented and you want the research and the facts look at studies done on people who have had near-death experiences because like mm -hmm. you said many of them have had very similar um visions or experiences whatever you want to call it where they might 
hover over their physical body. Yes, yes, they might be able to see themselves in, you know, the hospital room or right. on the ground if they had passed out or were suffering from a heart attack or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Right. And they say that they, you know, go through a tunnel or they see right. the light, kind of like stereotypical, but right. like, you know. Like, yeah, but they were like, this is something that we would have never imagined and the fact that so many people have experienced the same thing is incredible yeah i think that that point that i think that's evidence that there must be something that happens after we die because people who have near-death experiences it's when they physically die either um their heart stopped beating Mm -hmm. or didn't have any brain activity or neural activity they were um oftentimes um medically pronounced dead yeah exactly and then usually during the times when they would have these visions or they their spirit would go to other places like they would um talk to loved ones or you know come into contact with people that have passed and then um sometimes they just like come back to earth and they're like they wake up and they're like oh my gosh And they have these memories of this crazy experience of being able to see things that wouldn't be physically possible. Like I've read how, like I said, like people will hover over their bodies in the operating room and Mm -hmm. they were able to hear conversations that nurses or doctors were having when they were literally supposed to be dead. Exactly. So it's like, how do you explain that? You know, like, how would you explain that? phenomenon it's it's like hard to wrap your mind around yeah so i guess um moving forward um i really wanted answers and reassurance about whether my boyfriend was okay and like at peace like i guess i was just so anxious about it and i just didn't know what happened whether he was with me whether he was somewhere else or you know, like, I, I wasn't sure. So um, my friends had gone to a psychic in um, where we around where we live. And they have had very good experiences with this one psychic. And she's been very accurate. But so they recommended that I uh, see her as well. And I was very skeptical going into it. Yeah. Especially since it was over the phone. Like, it was during the pandemic. So... We couldn't meet in person, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it and see what the voice that can happen. I was there. When yeah, I actually that. asked her to be there because I just needed some type of reassurance. I was in the room when you made the phone call, in this very room. In this very room. And yeah, exactly. What did you think of the experience? I mean, yeah, I had recommended that psychic to you because I had seen her before and um, I know that she specializes in um, having contact with past loved ones. So she's a medium, which means she can talk to people who are not alive and not in this physical realm anymore. Um, and so I wanted to be there to support Fuga. I'm glad that she asked me because I was really curious to hear what she would say right. um, about your boyfriend passing and he did come through he did yeah well first off it wasn't just about that like I was really careful about not giving her like 
information about not myself. Not feeding her facts. Yeah, exactly. Because I just really wanted to see what she would say and, like, whether she had, you know, psychic abilities. Because you never know. Sometimes people say they have psychic abilities and they don't. Like, yeah, it's, it's good to have healthy skepticism. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to these things. Yeah, so I went into it with an open mind, but I was also a little bit skeptical. And I... Um, she told me a bunch of different things about my life. Um, she said that I was a natural healer. And so she knew that I worked with like older people. Um, I was at the nursing home at the time and she said that I make the transition. Like when, when people pass away, I make their transition easier oh. because I like during the pandemic, especially I was one of the few people that these patients could see. Oh, wow before they pass so I really like like reassured them and she had told me that I made their transition easier. When you talk about the transitional phase that kind of reminds me of something else that the psychic said about um your past boyfriend um having to kind of go through a transition mm -hmm. that um what would she say that like he couldn't necessarily reach you quite right. yet. Right. He, um, so I had asked her why I haven't seen him in my dreams or um, haven't felt like his presence. Because I heard that when people pass away, you can feel their presence. And I'm like, I haven't felt any of that. Why am I not like having this experience that other people have, you know? And I was getting very frustrated, which is why I went to the psychic in the first place. Because I wanted answers. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, is he not okay? Like, is there not really an afterlife? Um, she had said that, I guess, he was in this, like, transition period mm -hmm. where, like, for 30 days, you go through this phase where you basically, I don't know, like, you transition from yeah. your life. Yeah, which is really interesting because um, one of the um, books that I've read from that same author, Sylvia brown um she talks about that like how souls when they transition or meaning people when they die um sometimes if they go through unexpected deaths or traumatic experiences when they pass um the transition is just so much of a shock that that soul kind of needs to be go through a slower process instead of just popping into the other side the souls need some time to recover. And so Sylvia Brown talks about how a soul mm -hmm. can sometimes go into like a cocoon almost where it's just surrounded by love in order to heal and be able right. to transition into the next right. experience, which is life on the other side, which is actually what the book what is called. called. Yeah, life on the name. other side. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, during that time when I was, um, you know, the initial parts of grieving, um, one of my close friends had a dream where she saw him and she said she saw him very clearly. And I guess like everyone else seemed frozen to her, but um, she talked to him and she, she said that this dream felt like very different than most dreams. It felt very real. And I've read that in other places where, like, when you're when you have dreams with loved ones, like these dreams feel very 
real, like they're actually there. And so she said that um, she asked him in the dream, like, why don't you go visit Fuka? Like, she needs you. And I guess in the dream, he said that he wasn't ready yet or that um, he said something like he needs more time. And I, I'm not sure why, but he was like, I'm going to visit her soon, like very soon. Um, and so after she had told me that, I was like, okay. So I'm like, I have to wait and be patient. And then a few, like maybe like three nights later, I had this insane dream where I was climbing on top of like a mountain up to like a high cliff. And I don't know why I was going there, but when I got to the top of it, I like remember seeing the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. Like there were so many different colors. Like it looked so pretty. Like yeah. I think that's why I love sunsets now because it reminds me of that dream. And, and was he there in that dream? I remember I like turned around and I saw him mm -hmm. and he was like so clear. Like it felt like he was actually there and I ran to him and I hugged him. And I was like, where were you? I missed you. And I guess I hadn't fully understood that or like wrapped my mind that he wasn't really there because I, I thought he was like in that dream mm. felt so real. And um, I had said, like, I miss you. I, I want you to like, I want you to stay. I remember saying that he's like, I can't stay for long. I won't like he said, I won't be back for a while. And then he hugged me and said he loved me. And then like, he disappeared behind like a door and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, it felt like I had talked to him. Yeah. Since that time, it was a really long time before I had another dream. He, he had told the psychic during like my reading that he wanted me to heal and move on and like he wants me to be happy. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a wild ride. Like, yeah, no, I totally believe that. Um, loved ones who have passed can can come through in dreams um my mom had talked about how um i think a, a childhood friend or maybe a neighbor had come through to her yeah. in a dream and it's, it's so cool like that reminded me of it because she kind of said a similar thing in the dream that like she visited my mom and they talked for a little bit and she was kind of like okay well i've got to go now yeah and kind of like with such a casual manner, but I think it's it's like important to remember like these souls have passed on to another existence, you know, like they have things to do, mm -hmm. whatever those yeah. things are, you right. know, in this new existence that they found themselves in. They can't stay, they can't linger with us because they really now they don't belong in this right. world, you know? Exactly. If you don't have a body, you can't really hang out. Yeah. So during the psychic reading, um, she had, like, mentioned a bunch of specific details um, that, like, really made me believe. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, to that point, I was a little bit um, skeptical on whether she was actually telling me the truth. Yeah. But she had said... Um, she talked about how he knew that we had um, done like a memorial for him and it wasn't an official memorial. It was like a 
Melina and I went to like the place where he passed and we put a bunch of candles and uh, flowers and a picture of him and we just sat and talked about him for a while and just shared memories yeah. and he had said that to like during this reading that he really appreciated that we did that for him I love that I remember <laughs> I had to go get I think the candles and the flowers for that yes. and you were texting me and you know obviously your mind just was all over the place and yeah, I think I had asked what time and also I had asked about the candles and you had answered 12 and so I thought you meant you wanted me to get 12 candles so she got 12 candles I got 12 of those like tall I don't know like those tall skinny candles that they sell at the grocery store like Hispanics <laughs> love them they like usually have like different saints on them and so I was like okay well maybe 12 is like a significant number for them and so I got them and I showed up and I was like, like why, did why you... do you have so many candles I'm like you told me 12 you're like no I said meet by 12 <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm sure he appreciates that yeah it's, it's good to know that he acknowledged right. all that effort <laughs> all that effort of the 12 candles <laughs> the sacred 12 right candles. yeah but um, a lot of the like details that she had shared with me, the psychic had shared with me about like the funeral that we did and like just um, specifics in our relationship. And, like there's no way she would have been able to like look that up or, yeah. or anything. And like at one point she had said, "Oh, like did your did your um, boyfriend's parents give you something of his?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Yeah." Um, and she was like, "It's like a hoodie." And I was like, yeah, that's like the hoodie that he used to wear. She said that he had like been around me, like when I was like holding that hoodie, oh, wow. like during the week after he passed, I had a really, really hard time. And I kept just like holding his stuff, like his blanket, his hoodie, and just remembering the way that he felt. And um, she said that he was around me during that time and like knew that I was yeah like holding on to this stuff oh yeah so very yeah. specific stuff that she shared yeah definitely I think like that's one of the signs at least to me that psychics somehow are able to access information that we that normal people can't I mean mm -hmm. Um, I've gone to that same psychic because I love her and I recommended her to Fuka. Um, I had gone to that psychic sometime after my uncle passed away. And that was a really hard time for me grieving his death um, just because I was really close to him and saw him usually like once a week or once every two weeks. And that was the first um, experience with, with losing someone yeah. so close and so I, I went to a psychic a little while after that and um she had said to me she was like who is the chef who is the cook someone is coming through like that and right away I knew that she was talking about my uncle because he had been um a cook for many years yes. I think he actually met my my aunt on Block Island Aww. I think that he was working as a cook and she was a waitress that's so cute yeah and so like he came through and he had a message from my aunt to let her know to he wanted her to kind of like what you're saying like stop crying and to just move on you know mm -hmm. like he said I think turn off the sad movies and <laughs> like live your life oh, and wow. I think like that's such an important 
message and something to keep in mind. Like our loved ones who have passed, they really are in a better place, you know, and they want us to let go in the sense that we're still here on earth and for whatever reason, they're not. And we have to continue to live our lives for as long as we're here on this planet. Mm -hmm. And they're going to continue existing just in a different way. I think that's something that um, I definitely had to come to terms with um, in in terms of my losing my grandmother um, who passed away last August. It was like so trippy to have to like kind of take what I've learned in like with spirituality and like have to apply it to my own life. Like it kind of sucks, you know, dealing with grief while you're grieving or like thinking about like, you know, the, the idea of people moving on to another realm to think of how like we're in this existence and our loved ones who have passed on, they're kind of, they're kind of behind a curtain, you know, and maybe they can see past or see through that curtain, but we can't. That's true. It sucks that we're kind of like coexisting in the sense that we exist and they exist just Mm -hmm. like in different realities. And it's so, it's so frustrating to know that we can't cross that curtain until it's our time to cross that curtain. Exactly. Exactly. But they're, they're always there. Like they're always going to be there. Yes. And I've, I've, had instances where I've asked for signs and I've asked I just give me a sign that I can get through this and um and I would like I would um and yeah that psychic like reading was so reassuring and he really wanted me to heal and to find happiness I think what really got me through was like his parents and uh, my friends, like, they've helped me so much through it, and they've been so open about, you know, my experiences with the psychic reading and spirituality. We've all been on this journey together, and we've had really deep conversations within our friend group, um, with his parents, and I really felt, like, so supported during this time, and we've just been um, sharing memories of him and talking about him and that's really helped because I feel like with grief if you keep bottling it up and you put it aside like it will keep coming up and it's just better to be open about it and share when you're struggling because there are people that can help you and for me I have a really hard time asking for help especially when I'm like crying or or just not mentally well I have a hard time showing people that I'm not doing well like I like to be put together and to get over everything and it's just not a healthy way of you know coping so yeah and I think it's you know when it comes to dealing with grief I think everyone has their own way of going about it and it's hard to know sometimes what people Mm -hmm. want especially like you said when you're in the throes of grieving, it's hard to ask for what you want because, you know, what you really want, people can't actually give you. And so I think when it comes to trying to deal with grief, I think Fuka and I's connection with spirituality is one way to help us deal with it. And I think that this episode is in no way meant to try to convert people 
or tell people what to think. I think it's just spirituality is one of the many ways in which people can wrap their minds around the fact that we're not here on this earth forever. And sometimes our loved ones will uh, make that transition before we do. And I think it's, it's, it's nice to know that, um, there's more to this existence than yeah. what we're living. It's right now. for sure. Yeah. Like I remember when I went to the psychic and my uncle came through, she told me that um, he had to go because it was his time and that he had work to do on the other side, mm-hmm. which I mean, like I've, I've heard, I've read Sylvia Brown talk about like the idea of work to do, you know, when you transition to the other side, I think um, different souls have different missions. And it's interesting to know that you might have a mission on earth, but you also have a mission not on earth. Yeah, that's very interesting. I wonder what I would do once I'm anywhere. (laughs) I think it's cool to know that like our souls can possibly evolve, not just on earth, but after our time on earth. Yeah. It's, it's very reassuring. Um, I think that there's other ways of grieving as well if you're not into spirituality. Um, for me, I journal a lot and I would write like little letters kind of like to him about what I've been going through. Um, so I guess sometimes I would talk out loud, but I felt kind of crazy doing that at times because there's no one responding, right? Like in hopes that he would hear it. So I started writing it down um, in my journal and like writing what I did in the day or if I've been really struggling, I would tell him the things I would struggle with. Um, And yeah, do you have other tips on ways to grieve? I think something that I found really comforting when grieving the loss of my grandmother was the fact that I realized how many things I had in common with her Mm -hmm. and how my personality kind of reflects her. She was very independent and spoke her mind and (laughs) that didn't always sit well with people. But that was something that was celebrated after her time here on earth, you know, someone who didn't always care what people thought of her and was just such a strong what a bad woman. Yeah, she was so strong, yeah. but also like really funny. Awesome. And like, <laughs> I see a lot of my personality in her. And so something that was comforting to me was just knowing that like, I can, she can kind of live on through me in yeah. a way. Like yeah, exactly. just things that I do sometimes remind me of her and I'm like, well, in that way, I think a little part of her can can still continue to live exactly. here. So that's, that, that was comforting to me. Yeah. And I think for me, I try to live every day to the fullest. Yeah. Sometimes I don't do a good job with that. But I try to think that, you know what, you don't know what happens in the future. Yeah. And so I used to constantly worry about all the details and just preparing for what's to come in the future but honestly living in the present is so important because you only live once and you don't know what's gonna what your future is gonna be like right you don't know how long you have on this planet exactly that's not to scare anyone like you shouldn't be afraid of like death or really yeah um honestly i think 
experiencing the loss of my boyfriend made me feel more comfortable about death. It's not mm -hmm. a scary thing. And when it's our time, it's our time. And right now we're here and I'm just going to live every day like to the absolute fullest. I love that. Yeah. I think other cultures do a better job, I think, of honoring but also celebrating death. Mm -hmm. Like I think I, I've like heard somewhere where it's like, if people actually knew where, how great of a place we were going to after we died, people would not be mourning at funerals. They would be like so celebrating funny. and partying. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, my loved one is, it has now transitioned to a place where there is no pain and there is no sorrow. Like, let's party. They freaking made <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would love for my friends to do that too. Because yeah. you know what? I'm going to live every day like no regrets and it's honestly pushed like really just pushed me to explore outside of my comfort zone mm. like I went to Japan and that's something that like my past boyfriend had really encouraged me to do was to go back and like see my grandma and and just like get back in touch with my roots mm -hmm. and he really wanted me to like that was our plan after we graduated was to go back to Japan together mm. and so that was an honor bucket list and I looked at the bucket list recently and I'm like, wow, I've actually done so many things on our bucket oh list. Gosh, so awesome. I feel like in a way that I'm kind of fulfilling like some of the things that he wanted to do. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, I've heard something like someone said, imagine if you were like, if you were dropped into someone else's body if, if you were dropped into your own body, but you hadn't lived your life up until this moment where you appeared in, in this body now, how would you want to live your life? Mm -hmm. And how would you treat your body now that you've just given, you, you, you've just been given the opportunity to live in this body? And he basically said, like, treat every day as if you were just dropped off into this body and <laughs> do do what you want to do and try to live the best life you can. And I feel like that gave me a new perspective on life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that life is just like a bunch of lessons that we have to learn. I think so too. And I mean, that's what we read in the book too, that it's just like you learn specific lessons in this life. And then after you pass, you review all of the moments in your life and like, the lessons that you've learned and the decisions that you've made, you kind of do like a life review. Yeah. Um, and I think people who have had near death experiences have also um, talked about this, right? Of yeah. Doing the life review and going through a bunch of moments where you probably don't even remember, but it is kind of trippy to think about, right? Yeah. That's something that um, I learned about from, someone that I really love listening to. Her name is Jessa Reed. She's a comedian turned kind of spiritual guru. She actually had a near-death experience, which she's talked about a lot on public platforms. And she has a couple different podcasts where she talks about it. But basically, um, she had been an addict. And uh, one day she had, she OD'd. She had an overdose and she um, died. And when she died, she had this vision of going into or entering a blue orb or like an, an orb of blue light. Wow. And she, she said that she felt the most peaceful she had ever felt or more peaceful than she had ever felt 
um, during her time on Earth, and it just felt so euphoric. And a voice talked to her while she was in that kind of state in the orb and, and told her that she could stay here in the orb if she wanted to, but she could also choose to go back to Earth, and that if mm-hmm. she chose to do so, um, that there was a mission for her to complete on Earth. Wow. And so she chose to kind of like take on a mission and she um, she survived the overdose wow. and now she's super into spirituality and which I mean isn't to say that everyone should be into spirituality but I think like she's following her path and trying to help other people and trying to right. um, kind of raise people's vibrations through her work so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's helping a lot of people who yeah. have gone through this. So we hope that we can help you guys too. Um, we're obviously not experts, so <laughs> we only know from our own experiences. But... Yeah. And it's something that's helped us cope with grief. And that's the reason why we're doing this podcast, just yeah. trying to share our experiences. We're not experts, but share what it's like to live as women, women of color who are part of Gen Z. Right. Um, and if people can relate, great. If it doesn't resonate or you don't agree, then that's okay too. This exactly. is just what it, we've experienced. Yeah, it's just a safe place for us to talk about what we've been through. And honestly, we've been through some rough shit. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's life. It's life. Yeah. Like you said, like, I think life is full of ups and downs and great times and bad times. Like I've, I've heard that life, you, you have to look at the moments in life, like a movie, you know, a great movie is something that has a lot of drama or a lot of action where there are really good times, but those almost have more impact when, the characters have gone through really bad times. Right. And so if you think of life like that, you it's it's inevitable that you're going to suffer. But that also means it's inevitable that you'll have happy times. Exactly. Full of love, too. I mean, grief comes and goes. It's Healing isn't really linear. And I mean, even now, two years later, I'm still hit with the pain of, you know, of losing my previous boyfriend like it comes back I think it does and like I'm sometimes shocked by it because I'm like wow it's been so long like how do I still feel such strong pain like this I think grief is evidence of our love for our past loved ones but honestly thinking of two years ago I never thought I would have this much growth and learn so much about myself and just really like go through this healing journey I feel like I'm more connected with my emotions than ever I'm so open about talking about things I've been through and honestly it's really just helped me practice gratitude as well because I'm so grateful for all the friends and the loved ones I have and just who are still here who are still here (laughs) and even the ones that have passed and just grateful for the life that I have and yeah, like I, I've I learned that. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Life is all about lessons. Some are easier than others, but just like a movie, you know, if nothing happened in your life, it'd be freaking boring. Right. <laughs> and I feel like I'm on a 
thriller, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a thriller. <laughs> but hopefully, like a movie, it'll have a happy ending. Love that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for for tuning into this episode. Hope Thanks, you've Tom. learned stuff. We've definitely learned a lot yeah. by experiencing it. I feel like there's so much more we could get into and... But honestly, read that book if you want to learn anything about Sylvia Brown, Life on the Other Side. Mm -hmm. She's a bunch of different books. But Fuka and I have both read that book and we learned a lot. And even if you don't agree with it, I think it's just helpful to open your mind. And I think it's comforting to know that maybe there is a possibility that there's life on the other side. I love it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Younger Days podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you use. To keep up with us in between episodes, you can find us on TikTok. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Younger Days podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you use. To keep up with us in between episodes, you can find us on TikTok at Younger Days Podcast. We hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes. Looking forward to next time.